Earl Sweeney to the show. Uh, but before we do that, often to to say the wrong thing is to have the greatest conversation or, or more like a fight that ensued here in the studio between Timmy T. Miranda and I because when the listener asked for what was the final score between South Africa and Italy, Timmy said 37-3 and I looked at him and I said, no, uh, 49-3, Timmy. And uh, anyway, so correction there, 49-3 at the end of the day is the final score. Uh, Errol Sweeney, we've had long chats with this gentleman about refereeing. He is a former FIFA referee and we're talking about VAR and we're talking about the standard of refereeing in South Africa and beyond. Because is it imploding, as I said earlier in the show, or is the standard dropping? I'm not too sure what is going on, Errol Sweeney. A warm welcome to the show. How are you keeping? Thank you very much. Yes, I'm very well. How are you guys? There? Always good. Always good. Thank you. Errol, what is the point of VAR if referees are going to use it and still get the call wrong? Uh, <laughs> good point. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, in, before VAR came out, of course, we depended on the, the human eye of the assistant to get it right. Obviously, the referee can't be up at both ends at the same time. Uh, so he, you depend on the assistants or linesmen, as we used to call them. Mm. But look, whether you're a, a meter offside or millimeters offside, you're offside. So, and, and at the end of the day also, Law 5 clearly states that the referee's decision is final, and he has the final say. The problem I have with, um, with the VAR is the fact that it takes so long yeah. to arrive at a decision. Mm. Mm. Why does it take so long? You know, they, they, the referee, uh, somebody complains and they want to check VAR, so then he indicates to the VAR people, will check this, and then he's not sure. Then he goes and looks at the monitor, and that takes more time and mm. more time and mm. more time. Mm. Why can't they look at the monitor? Why can't he look at the monitor while the, the guys checking the VAR are up there and they can decide together why does it take so long? But look, whether it's, whether it's good or whether it's bad or whether people like it or whether people don't like it, the players and the managers and the coaches and even the fans were screaming about it, that they were getting raw deals, yeah. they were getting decisions that weren't right, etc., etc., etc. Now they don't want VAR either because they don't agree with the referee's decision. Well, what are they going to do? <laughs> but are they ever going to agree? Teams, you'll never get two sides to agree. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's why we are there as referees, or the Spanish call them arbitro. And actually, I've, I've referred heavily to this in my column in the City Press tomorrow, so... If the guys want to have a look at that, it'll be explained in a lot more detail. But, you know, you, you can't have your cake and eat it. Mm. You either want mm. this VAR or you don't want it. And it came about as a result of people complaining and whinging and moaning. Now they have it. Now they're still moaning. So yeah, yeah, yeah. what do they want? I guess we'll never fully be happy, like you said. But at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> referees have fitness tests. You have to pass it. It, it is tricky. It's not just like someone is thrown there. You, you go through the paces to become a referee. But is eyesight as important as fitness? And do eyes get tested for referees? Correct, yeah. Correct. They do. Absolutely, they do. And, and this, actually, I remember getting my eyes tested way back when. I mean, in the... In the late 80s, uh, there was a referee uh, in the in the old uh, NPSL and later NSL called Lenny Fine, mm. and um, he was an optician, and he put, he carried out the eye tests on the referees. And yes, they do. Uh, the other thing, of course, is not just necessarily to see how far the guys can see or how short they can see. It's also for some guys are colorblind. 
Mm. And it's mm. to make sure that they under, they can see the colors of the teams that are playing and that they don't penalize the wrong team. So that's another reason for it as well. But they do. And they're tested on their fitness levels. And, you know, if you're physically fit, you should be mentally fit. And if you're mentally fit, you, you'll be able to um, um, spot things much quicker. And if you're physically fit, you should be able to get to situations that you should be at at the same time, not to be too close to the situation, because then in your way, yeah. you're in the way, because the closer you are to an incident, the less vision you have. Mm. And sometimes you're better off standing back, mm. and you can see a lot more. Yeah, yeah, sort of like an eagle's eye view, ground eagle's Indeed. eye view <laughs> of what is yeah, going yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. But in South Africa, in recent weeks, coaches have been complaining and complaining and complaining that the refereeing mm. is just do. not up to scratch. Is it a? I guess it's not a South African phenomenon, but is this a phenomenon worldwide? But in recent weeks, in SA, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of complaints. Um, I am aware of some of them. I mean, I don't live there anymore. I live now in Ireland, mm. uh, but I am aware and I keep in close touch with um, with what's going on in South Africa. I still have a great affection for the country. In fact, I took out citizenship while I was there, so I do have dual Irish and South African citizenship. Mm-hmm. The standard of refereeing, look, the, the the people who control refereeing in any country are the national body. And in South Africa, it is SAFA. And it is their responsibility to make sure that the referees are uh, properly trained and fit and up to standard and up to scratch and all that. And there are quite a few guys there doing very, very good jobs with training and coaching the referees. Yes, you will get some who slip up. Yes, and sadly, you will get some who may influence the result of a game. Mm. I mean, we had the famous, probably the most famous one in recent years was the, the referee from Ghana, I think he was, um, when, when that uh, World Cup match between Senegal and South Africa had to be replayed. And the referee was found to have cheated and he was banned for life by FIFA. Is it going on? I don't know. I don't have any proof. Does anybody, can anybody bring forward proof? I mean, players complain all the time, and so do coaches, and so do managers, and so do spectators. They complain all the time, but do they have evidence? Mm. And if they have, please bring it forward. Mm. And mm. if they do, and it's found to be correct, well, then those match officials should get a life ban. Not two, three, four, five years. It should be a life ban. Because if they don't have the honesty and the integrity to arbitrate or referee, as we say in English, between two teams and, and do the job according to the laws of the game, they shouldn't be there. Yeah. They're like, like a policeman, mm. like, a, you know, like a crooked cop. Mm. There's mm. no room in the police force for crooked cops. There's no room in the refereeing fraternity for, for crooked referees. Yeah. Yeah. Bad refereeing is a different story. Maybe the guys are just not up to the standard required, and that's another story and another, another day's work. But... They should be. I mean, the Premier League in South Africa is, is the richest league in Africa, hmm. and they deserve the best. Are they getting the best? I don't know. What is the best way to bring out the best out of the referees? Because I understand in recent weeks, this has been the complaint from a lot of people. So therefore, it now takes center stage and the spotlight is on refereeing. But to get the best out of a referee, uh, how does one do that if there's something to do? Like in any like in any sport, whether it's athletics or refereeing or football or anything like that, it's competition. There should be. I remember I put forward a proposal many years ago that there should be 
how many games in the Premier League in South Africa? Uh, six, is it? Is it 12 teams? I'm not sure now. Six, uh, no, sorry, 16 yes, teams, 16. I think. Yes, 16. Yeah. Well, there should be 24 referees. There should be an A, a B, and a C. And the, the guys in the, in the C and the, and the B should be pushing the guys on the A list mm. to get on there. And if those guys slip up, they should be dropped down to B, and so on and so on. Competition is the only way, the only way to improve standards. The only way. And and I if I you know if I was in charge I'm not of course and I don't want to I don't want to be so presumptuous to try and tell people their jobs yeah but I would certainly have competition uh, I would grade the guys according to their ability and their performances and they, they would be promoted and demoted mm. uh, accordingly if they if they let slip and mm. that's the way it should be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean Real Madrid's first goal I'm not too sure if you if you watched and 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 the confusion there could you clear that for me. I didn't see the game. Now uh, it's been mentioned to me. So uh, can you can you briefly explain to me, and I can certainly comment on it. What uh, happened? I, um, I don't know all the details myself, but Timmy Timaranda will be playing that for me in a short while. Uh, how about we take a very quick break, and I'll come back and I'll actually talk you through it. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Errol Sweeney is on the line here with us as we're talking refereeing. Uh, I didn't see that goal myself either, but Timmy T will rehash it. We're going to take a very quick break, come back and actually ask Errol to to, to rehash. I, I, I hope I'll be able to do a great job, uh, Timmy, because uh, now I have to play the radio. <laughs> I'm literally the radio for Errol Sweeney in a short while. Feeling you, Mikasa, right here on Radio 2000. We have struggled. We've tried to find something to play for Errol Sweeney as he is still on the line. We're talking about VAR and refereeing in in the country and uh, beyond. We're talking about Real Madrid's goal. They play, played Club Bruges. And from what I see, Errol, is that there was an offside. And the offside was then disallowed. Uh, the referee goes to the monitor. And still the wrong decision is then taken and he says it isn't offside. So in a case like this, what happens? You've got thousands of eyes watching and it's a clear mistake on the referee's part, yet he still decides he's not 
going to, 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 to do what he's supposed to. I find it difficult to understand that uh, the referee has checked out the VAR. He looked at the monitor and then just made a decision which people still disagree with. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, as I said, in Law 5, it clearly states, and I'm paraphrasing now, the referee's decision is final. And he, he ultimately has the final say. Even though the VAR may say, say one thing, uh, he has the final say as to whether it is or is not a goal or a free kick or mm-hmm. a red card mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Now, if he went and looked at the, v, at the, the screen, the monitor, and decided it wasn't, um, then that's the end of the day because he has the final say. Now, remember, the part of the body that, um, that is, is deemed to be offside is any part of the body that you can score with. Mm-hmm. Any part of the body, I just want to repeat it again, any part of the body that you can score with. So your head, your chest, your foot, your knee, your thigh, anything. Not your hand or your arm. You are not allowed to handle the ball Obviously, people know that. So any part of the hand or arm can be in front of the second-last defender, mm-hmm. which might seem like the player is offside. The hand or the arm is not deemed to be part of the body that is that comes into play when you rule for offside. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure what happened in this situation. Was it a hand or an elbow or an arm or something that was in be, was be in front of the second last defender. Is that what people maybe are getting confused with? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. But you do. It is any part of the body that you can score with has to be in front of the second last defender for offside to be given. And they showed one recently uh, in another game. Mm-hmm. I was watching another game the other night. That's why I didn't see the Real Madrid game. Um, and it showed that the guy was millimeters, and I mean millimeters offside. Now, are we down to that? And suddenly now all the pundits are going crazy. This is ridiculous. That's only millimeters. But, you know, whether it's a millimeter or a mile, Mm. it makes no difference. It's still offside. It's either offside or it's not offside. Mm -hmm. And if it's millimeters, it's offside, Mm. period. Mm. So what is the problem? But I think that's what people need to be looking at. Was it the hand or the arm? that was in front of the second last defender, and that's why they think it was offside. Mm, mm, mm. So know. VAR... I'm just throwing s- that, I'm sure that that's, that's going to create a whole lot of more arguments, and that's great. It's great that we're talking about football. VAR, I mean, we've had very many conversations about is there a place for it, isn't there? You're saying it's taking too long, but do you think it is something that will stay in football, or is it something that's fleeting? We're going to see it now, and it's gone tomorrow. Sadly, I think it is here to stay, and my reasons for that are... One word, money. There is so much money involved in football today now. There's so much money for winning competitions. There's so much money in the transfer of players to and from clubs. Mm. I mean, we're not talking thousands anymore. We're talking millions. Look at Neymar went from Barcelona to PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, for 200 million euro. Multiply that by 16. Wow. And you'll have rands. Yeah. I mean, that's over a billion rand. It's more. What is it? It's unfathomable. I don't know how many zeros that is. (laughs) You know, you're running out of numbers. You're not even telephone numbers anymore. You're Mm. running out of numbers. Mm. That's the kind of money that they're paying for players. And they're paying that because they want to win. Now, they, you know, sometimes they want to win at all costs. 
And if they can cheat and lie and deceive and anything to get that win for their team, and one game wins, one goal wins a game, and one goal also loses a game, and one goal can win a cup final or a European cup final where there's millions involved as well. So they're going to argue about everything. So sadly, I think from the from 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 a, a a sporting spectacle point of view, I think VAR is here to stay. because And maybe it's right, because justice must not only be done, it must be seen to be done. Yeah. But even with the VAR now, why are people still arguing? You know, when they brought in goal line technology and the referees had this little, looked like a watch on their arm, and they had a decision in seconds, mm. and that stopped all the complaints of, well, was the ball over the line, was it not over the line, the referees can now show, look at my watch, it says over the line. And that was the end of the matter. That mm, settled everything. Mm, mm. It was anticipated that VAR would similarly stop all the controversy. But it seems to be creating even more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I said in the beginning, sometimes to say the wrong thing or to do the wrong thing starts the best conversation. Errol, thank you very much for joining us always here on The Touchline. We appreciate you. You're very welcome. Thank you, Errol Sweeney, former FIFA referee there. Talking about VAR, did you see what happened with that Madrid game? Please do hit me up on our WhatsApp number 060-584-2250. Be my eyes and let me in on what it is that you saw. And do you think that VAR has a place in football? I think it does. You know, justice, like he says, needs to be seen to be done, but then also just the length of time that it takes for a VAR call to be made, and then also it's a wrong call, and then you're sitting there going, but then what's the use? What is the use of VAR at the end of the day? Looking forward to what you think about VAR. Give me a buzz on 089-110-2000, that WhatsApp number again, 060-584-2250. And not forgetting that at 6 o'clock, time is ticking, it's almost 10 to 5, so in about uh, 60 minutes, uh, we will be handing over the reins, but not before we turn to Brian Mofakeng as well as Max Maponyana. They're in the thick of things. They always have the best seats in the room, those guys. Makes me jealous. But they're there and they're ready. They're chomping at the bit to bring you the Wafa Wafa MTN8 final.